adding virtual tour open house links to your listings. It is now possible to promote a link on your Zillow listing for virtual open houses. The word is up. It is still up. I'm still in the office closet and you are still at home. I am at home. Well, it's, it, it is April break this week. So my kids are all downstairs. So I'm actually doing this podcast in my bed. All right. We've got uh, action packed real word two rackets and a marketeer of the week. And let's jump right into it. Okay. Racket number one. Amid. Amid. Is that the right word? Amid pandemic. Auction Amid. 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 I, I knew it didn't sound right. Nope. Because then it would have okay. rhymed. Amic, pandemic. So amid. Am I saying it wrong again? Amid. 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 Amid the pandemic. Amid. Yes. Pandemic. Mm-hmm. Auction surge among luxury owners eager to sell. So what they're talking about is these higher end properties. Concierge auctions comes to mind. Uh, there's the, the one they're referring to here in this Inman article is Harcourt's North America. I've actually never heard of them. Ben Brady, the regional director there, is quoted throughout this article. I've actually worked with and seen some of the auctions at Concierge Auctions. They're based out of Austin, Texas that they've held. I think there's one called Luxury Auctions or something to that effect that's a direct competitor to them. But anytime you see a real estate market in the luxury sector pull back or there's less luxury sales, multi-million dollar sales, you do see a resurgence in these auction Uh, or luxury auctions, right? And the one thing that's pretty unique about the luxury auctions is that they have such a strong international following. The majority of these auction companies that are successful have huge lists of international buyers. And quite often, the buyer of these properties does not ever view the home in person. So when we're in a crisis like we're in right now, where maybe not as many people want to physically view the property. This is almost normal for an auction to not see the property. Uh, These are 30-day cash closings where you may see an international investor who wants to put their money in a safe place. You see a lot of volatility in the stock markets right now. So it could make even more sense right now where they're pulling their money out of something that's volatile. They don't even need to see the property. They can see enough with the either the 3D scan or the virtual tour, and they can call into these auctions and buy a property and close in 30 days. Uh, Veronica, our buddy Veronica over at Inman wrote the article and, and she states that as the virus rates climb and, and create havoc on the economy, some are turning to auctions as a way to sell luxury homes, even as open houses on these luxury homes are canceled and most real estate work is put on hold. Some real estate work. Some of it's, some states are non-essential. We here in Connecticut are super essential. 
Yes. So I think what's really interesting there. So I've never done an auction. Um, I mean, you could obviously speak to it better than I can, Um, because, again, in the article, too, it does discuss about how there is sort of like this plagued idea that auction means distress or, um, you know, foreclosure, which, again, I think that especially in our area, that I think is what people associate with it. But I think what is important there, which obviously you touched on, is, you know, um, their email lists. You know, I mean, if you are on the market right now and it has gotten slower with that higher end market, it may be a really great, you know, chance to hit, like you said, that international market where these buyers are used to purchasing these homes without seeing them. Now, I guess my only question for you here, again, because I've never really done one, is are these sales final? Like if they or is there a minimum? So like if people did want to go this route, is there a number that needs to be hit or do these sales have to be executed? So you can do with or without reserve as the seller. Yeah. So, uh, you know, a seller can set a, a minimum price that has to be hit. And if that number is not hit, then there is no auction sale. Right. Now, you, you also see no reserve, you know, so you see whatever happens, happens. And when those sales take place, if the auction is a go, those sales are final. I'll speak to concierge yeah. auctions, who I think does a tremendous job with their auction process. A lot of times they'll have these uh, pre-offers. I, I don't know the exact name. Of it. It's like a pre-offer that they collect from these investors. And by the way, concierge auctions, their email list is in the hundreds of thousands of people across the world that are looking for these types of opportunities. But in that pre-offer phase, the seller will actually have the ability 24 hours before the auction to look at these pre-offers and they can pull the auction in a lot of cases 24 hours before the auction actually takes place because of the lack of pre-offers or maybe they weren't hitting their specific number. But in that case, if they move forward the night before the auction, if they say, you know what, I like these pre-offers, I want to see what happens in the auction. If they move forward and a sale takes place, that sale is final. And I'll speak again to concierge. There's no inspections for the buyer that they can renegotiate or get out of the deal. They can look at the inspection report that was done prior to the auction because they encourage their sellers and really kind of support their sellers in getting all of that stuff done so that the buyers have that to review in their due diligence period. But once that auction takes place, that's a final number. And those properties close within 30 days. Those are all cash. There's no bank involved. The auction company, similar to the one that Inman is referencing here in this article, they don't even allow a mortgage to take place. These are cash money deals. Because of that point, they want these deals to go through within 30 days of the auction. Ben Brady, who's the regional director for this Harcourt's North America company, he says that they've seen a lot of people simply take their property off the market, which means that they're in a better financial position. We've talked about, I think, this number on the real world. This comes from Keeping Current Matters. Steve Harney, who's an economist who uh, runs Keeping Current Matters, says that 50% of homeowners either own their property outright or have over 50% equity. So Ben's seeing a lot of people just simply take their property off the market right now. It's because they're in a strong financial position. Maybe they're just paying taxes and insurance on that property, and they'll just wait for for maybe better times in the luxury market. But what he's also seen is a 70% increase 
in the number of people who are inquiring about the auction process. So in the luxury market, when you see a downturn in real estate, they usually take it a little bit harder than other price ranges. For sure. Because those those buyers naturally uh, are tightening up and, and maybe they're focused on their business. Maybe these are business owners or whatever. But to see a 70% increase in people inquiring means there are still a lot of luxury homeowners that would like to sell a second or third property of theirs if the right opportunity presented itself. And auctions during a down luxury market always offer that opportunity for luxury homeowners. I think what's really nice here, though, too, is you almost kind of like skip the crap, too, especially since it is cash. You know, you know that when a deal is presented and you do execute on it, you are almost guaranteed the sale. So I think more now than ever, too. And, and I'd actually be interested to see if if that surge was within the last week or two when there's been so many lending changes to see if maybe that had anything to do with it, too. But it's all very interesting. This company that's in the Sinman article, and we'll link it up as always, has over 20 auctions currently scheduled for April. Uh, th- there's one that's in California, 1.65. That's about the low end that I usually see on these auction, uh, these luxury auction companies, like one and a half million, two million is about the bottom. These yeah. are usually multi-million dollar sales that take place in these luxury auctions because they put so much into it. And there's usually a 20 plus percent fee that the buyer and the seller have to come up with to make this transaction happen. All right, moving on, racket number two. I don't think it's a racket that you'll see if there's a luxury market, real downturn that extends in the time. I don't think it's a racket that you'll see more of these auctions. I've, Nicole, told people in the past not to list with me and to go the auction route in Connecticut in the past when we've seen luxury sales really stall out. I can remember one gentleman in Lyme, I hope he's watching right now, who didn't take my advice. And for three years, he, he he had like eight different agents and he ended up selling for like a million dollars less than I think he would have gotten in, in the auction just by simply trying to go that traditional route. And I was like, hey, you know, I, I don't get any benefit out of this. I'm just telling you right now in this current situation, you should go auction. He didn't do it. I hope he's watching. I hope he's feeling the pain. Uh, Nicole. Was that an eye roll? A virtual no, eye roll? Not there? An eye roll. No, no, no. There's no eye rolling. You'll see an eye roll. You'll feel the eye roll. No, I just I think I think I think unfortunately what it boils down to is just being uneducated about yeah. it. I'm sure he was super frightful. And I mean there was probably so many other reasons. But well, in yes. this in this situation, this is a house that is one one time listed for like ten million dollars. It ended up selling, by the way, for under a million dollars. But when I met with him, he was closer to the three million price range. I said, "Listen, you've got a good thing because there are so many international buyers that are just looking at your last list price." So, well, they're looking hey, at deals. They're looking for deals for right. sure. If you're only yeah. worth a million and a half right now, but they're seeing that you were listed at ten million, five million, three million, right. they may think at a million and a half they're getting a deal. What ended up happening? Another three years went by. Sat on the market. Sat on the market. Sold for nine hundred thousand dollars. Okay. So, but yeah, it's about giving our clients in the marketplace, that information and educating them. But then it's also about the homeowner actually understanding and and being open to, I mean, it says it here in this, and I think you mentioned earlier in this article that auction was always kind of like a bad word or a low end word. But for the 
for the high end properties, there's there's always more inventory in the high end than there are buyers, right? It's the opposite of what we're seeing in most of the other price ranges across the country right now. All right, racket number two. This is Business Insider article. One third, around a third of U.S. tenants didn't pay their April rent. That was as of April 5th. Nicole, you pointed out before the show that a lot of tenants have until like the 10th or or the 14th in certain cases. Yeah. Well, the article rent. also the article also says says that last year 82% had paid in this year 69. So if you look at like the sort of number over number, you're looking at like a 13% change in the amount of people which um, actually makes me feel a little bit lighter because if it really was truly that third, I mean, I can't even imagine what's going to happen come May or June. So, um, I mean, again, still scary numbers, but um, yeah, I mean, it was as of April 5th. So like my tenants get till the 10th. So, And all this data is coming from the National Multifamily Housing Council. And that was as of April 5th, to your point. So just around 70% of tenants paid their rent for the month of April, meaning about a third of renters did not pay their landlord. You know, if that trend continues, and certainly as we continue to see the unemployment numbers rise, this trend likely will continue where people are not able to pay their rent. Right now, that real estate investor uh, may be taking the hardest hit in the entire industry because I, I just got off a call with Ryan Casey from our team where we're talking about how the Connecticut market in particular is still moving. There's a lot of properties going under contract in a lot of these average point price points rather throughout our particular state. But the people that are the investors, right? If you're in the middle of a flip right now, you may not be able to get workers. That's a huge impact, right? If you're somebody who's bought up a ton of Airbnbs over the last three years because of the boom in Airbnb interest and people getting away from hotels and going Airbnb, you're taking an enormous Enormous. right now. Airbnb does not look really that desirable of an investment at all today like it did in January. And then if you're just a traditional investor who's bought up single family homes to rent them, again, here, according to Business Insider and the National Multifamily Housing Council, you're already seeing a hit as we move into April and certainly probably more of a hit coming in May as people just simply can't afford to pay their rent or are taking advantage of maybe their state saying, hey, you can freeze your rent payments. That's got to though, if we're going to freeze rent payments, that has got to trickle all the way back. And this is where a lot of the big banks are getting really nervous here. Eventually that's got to go all the way to the investors of these banks, right? Because if the homeowner, the the investor, the real estate investor who's bought these rental properties cannot pay their mortgage because their tenant isn't paying their rent, that means the mortgage company cannot pay their investors, right? And, and that's going to, that's what we're, you're starting to hear about a banking crisis in real estate potentially looming. That's what they're talking about is that trickle up impact that's going to take place with people not paying their rent. 
Well, and the hardest part here, too, is, is that evictions are on hold, too. So it's almost as though, well, in many cases, the, the, I feel like the tenants always had a, had a few more rights than, than the landlord. And this is obviously happening, too, because they're freezing evictions, too. So the longer that the tenants are staying and not paying, the longer the landlord is then being forced and required to continue to pay their mortgage payments even without them. So I think what will be the, the most interesting are the ones that have, you know, maybe two doors instead of, you know, maybe 15 to 100 doors. I mean, I have one door and it's scary because obviously that's just one payment, but it would be interesting to see if maybe those investors are getting hit a little bit harder than the ones that have 100 doors where maybe they can, you know, sort of offset that cost a little bit based on who's paying and who's not. All very scary, all very interesting. And again, I think we're still very much at the beginning of this. I mean, we're really only 30 days in. Um, So um, I think that these, obviously these conversations and stories will certainly change. Yeah. I mean, the hope is that Programs like the PPP loan are going to keep people employed and not have an interruption in their employment. But to your point, we keep seeing unemployment numbers rise and and that will undoubtedly have an impact on people's ability to pay their rent. So. Or just their their choice to not pay so that they could put that money towards other expenses like yeah. food. If it's like food or rent, you know what everybody's choosing there. But I certainly don't want to see tenants taking advantage. No, of course not. You know, if like their state said, hey, you know, there's going to be a freeze on evictions for 90 days and, and a freeze on rent payments, but you're still employed. You know, that's where we're going to get into some trouble here. If everyone take advantage just, of the system, for sure, yeah, take advantage of the system and, and go on some type of, you know, holiday of, of paying their rent. That, that's what we right. We certainly can't have that. Don't want. Uh, yes happen to have a an actual economy to come back to remember like we've got to at some point we've got to get back to working or you know that the government as much as maybe some people out there want to believe it they don't have an endless paycheck we're already 24 trillion dollars in a deficit in this country we can't keep digging that hole bigger and and expect our taxes to remain the same our taxes are going what, what are we going to start taxing 70 percent of our income someday to, to pay this stuff back we've got to get back into a situation where we can all start earning money and and paying our dues uh and function a, a, as a society so scary stuff uh numbers certainly to pay attention to if i'm a real estate investor and I'm going door to door, right? If I have one door, single family homes or Airbnbs, uh, I really want to see this economy start back up sooner than later. For sure. Yeah. All right. Marketeer of the week. It's Zillow. Can you believe it? <laughs> have we ever done Zillow as the marketeer of the week? I'm we sure we have. have. I'm sure we have. I, well, I feel this like is- Zillow pops in a lot. This is something that every broker should have already been on top of. I don't know what the heck they're thinking. Adding virtual tour open house links to your listings. It is now possible to promote a link on your Zillow listing for virtual open houses, meaning you can take like what we're using here, Be Live or uh, Zoom, or maybe I guess you could do Facebook Live through this. We haven't actually tested it ourselves. We haven't, but it, but they are saying that they are um, taking any third party link. You're allowed to put any third party link on. So that, that would be Facebook Live or, or something like that in my eyes. And uh oh. Somebody's trying to break in here. It could be a number of third-party links, any third-party link, it sounds like. And what are they going to do here? They're going to promote that 24 hours before your virtual 
uh, open house goes live. Am I correct in saying that? I don't I don't know exactly what the time is before. Um, I don't have the, the link up, but so Zillow, are, again, typically Zillow removes URLs from the property description. But in this case, right. they're not going to do it. They're encouraging you to put it right into your property description. The virtual house open link will be removed once the time for the event has passed. So they're going to be on top of this, I guess, as the platform with Zillow. And you are going to be able to go live Facebook or Zoom or whatever you're going to use and really create a live experience for the consumer. So this is unlike what they do for 3D home tours or a virtual tour or a listing video. This is you as the agent getting the opportunity to have a live experience with people who are interested in the home, have live engagement, take questions, walk them through the property, show them the view show them the ins and the outs, the the down and dirty of the property through this live link. You can also drop this in, I believe, into the virtual uh, tour link on your MLS and, and then it should pop up. Let's see here. How to format your open house information in the MLS. At the end of the listing remarks, add the following. Substituting your specific information for the fields in bold, hashtag virtual open house, URL, date, start time, end time. And then there's an example. We're going to link this up here. If you're listening, go over to YouTube and and get the link. Here's an example of how your input might look. They've got the hashtag, the entire uh, online link and the Mm -hmm. time. So we're going to, we're going to test that out this weekend with some of our listings as it's here. Absolutely. And listen, we know 75% of traffic, online traffic for real estate is going through Zillow. Right. So if they're giving us an opportunity to capture three out of four buyer eyeballs by now that these properties that have this little extra virtual tour link, they're going to get more interest. So do what's right for your seller and provide that service for 75% of the foot traffic that's coming online. I think what's great here, though, too, is that, you know, the people that are willing to sort of put their face to live on one of these virtual open houses. It's going to be like they're serious, but I think you're going to have such a better way of actually then connecting with these buyers, which will hopefully then in the end, get them as a client. Cause you are really, I mean, you're stuck. I mean, we're stuck looking at each other right now. I mean, so it's, I think it's such an easier and better way to then connect with these people instead of them just walking in, signing their name and then ignoring you the whole time. So yeah, you, you're right. You might actually have more engagement virtually than a live yes. open house. <laughs> <laughs> Unless they black screen, they could black screen you. Like I do sometimes on our 9am meetings, but so, I mean, I, I do, I think you have them in a spot. They're clicking. They're clearly interested because they're doing it this way. They're not sending their agent out. Most of these people probably don't have agents. And there you are. Like yeah. you are, you are, you're, you're stuck with them in that situation. And, so. it's, and it's your opportunity to let your personality shine, add value, answer questions. I mean, you can take it in a number of different directions too. They may have a question about the general market that boom, on an instant, you can now answer Zillow. Ahead of the curve, this is why brokerages are wondering why 75% of people are using Zillow over my brokerage website or other 
uh, websites like Realtor.com, it's because they're always ahead of the curve of what the consumer wants. We know from our own experience, you know, feet on the ground here in Connecticut, that there is still a lot of interest in people wanting to view real estate physically or virtually. And Zillow here, they're the marketeer of the week this week because they are ahead of the curve, providing an opportunity on a platform that the majority of people consuming real estate information are on. So, all right. We'll give you an update next week and let you know how it goes. Let you know how ours go. Yeah, absolutely. Let's know. Yeah. All right, guys, keep it real, please. Anything that you're seeing that's unique during this time, people that are marketing in a unique way, love to hear about it. Send it to either myself or Nicole, and we'll be sure to talk about it on the upcoming Real World. Thanks, guys. All right, guys, keep it real. Stay well, stay healthy.